Come join the zone in ARUP Monday, December 23rd from 10 to 3 at ARUP Blood Services, 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. All right, it's time to talk college football recruiting day. Riley Jensen from Mountain West Elite Camps, our college football insider, joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease now through December 26th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Riley, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's happening? It's signing day. Guys are signing. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it's, it's the best day and the worst day for a lot of guys right now. <laughs> sign, sign, everywhere, sign. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> PK's singing early in the morning. Let's get after it. <laughs> well, let's it's signing day. It. Well, let's get right after it here. Mountain West Elite, you see a lot of the local guys come through. Who are the local guys that you really believe are going to be making plays in a few years, depending on whether they're mission kids or not, but in a few years, and even if we're not talking about them now, you know now that said player is going to be big time down the road. And where is said player going to college? Well, obviously, I mean, the easy low-hanging fruit on that one is um, Noah Sewell out of Orem. Uh I think he's six. I think he's listed at six one. He might be six foot. Weighs two hundred seventy pounds. Plays defense. Plays offense. Was the state MVP. And I think you're going to see him playing sooner than later. Obviously, he's an extreme talent. Um, the 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 only setback that I could see happening to Noah at all would be injuries, right? And he was injured for about half the season this year. Um, I just think that with with how strong he is and how big he is, it's just a, a huge amount of torque that takes place on his body when he's running and when he's doing things. I mean, 270 pounds, the guy can run. The guy can – I mean, he can play running back and score touchdowns on you. He can tackle you and run you down from sideline to sideline. That's obviously going to be, you know, his – the only thing that's going to slow him down is, is whether he can stay healthy. And he's going to Oregon. He's going to Oregon. Um, well, I hope as far yeah. as sooner or later we see him playing in the New Mexico Bowl then. <laughs> in the New Mexico Bowl? If he's going to Oregon. <laughs> he's um, he's he's a big-time talent. And I think he's fun to watch. There's a whole bunch of other guys that I'm really interested in in the state of Utah. There's Scotty Edwards out of Olympus. Who, uh, my guess is he'll sign at Stanford today. He has a BYU and a Stanford offer. I mean, he's right out of the ilk and out of the kind of – he reminds me a lot of Morgan Scout. He reminds me of Steve Tate. He's that type of local player that can be um, a really big-time leader at the next level and can be a big-time player. I think I think you'll see him making plays. Um, I believe he's a mission kid, so he, his, his contribution might be a little bit delayed, but he's a, he's a great football player. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with – um, Van Frillinger today. Obviously, he's a huge talent. Decommitted from Texas. Defensive lineman that just looks the part, acts the part. Um, and, and he's from Corner Canyon. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Cole Hagen. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised with 
with the success that Zach Wilson is having, with the success that some of the quarterbacks out of the state of Utah are having just recently, I'm really surprised that you can go 28-0 and as a starter in the state of Utah at Corner Canyon High School and you're not having major Division One offers. I mean, he, his dad played professional baseball for the Pirates. Then when he got done playing professional baseball for the Pirates, went back and played for Ron McBride. He's from a football family tree. Um, he can run like a 4-6-40. He can throw the ball to the state MVP. I'm really interested to see what happens with him because I think, I think he's a big-time quarterback. And if nothing else, in a game where you're looking to win – and you're trying to have a winner at the position of quarterback, uh, I'm, I'm just interested as to why we don't see a quarterback that goes 28-0 and in the state of Utah. Because he didn't go 30-0. and It's obvious. Right, right, right. The, <laughs> the, the moving carrot. The moving carrot. Keep moving that carrot for us, PK. So, so is, it, is he things. being hurt by the perception there's too much talent around him? Is there one flaw somewhere that is turning off all the schools because – or, or he he will walk on somewhere and be successful, and this is just recruiting is not perfect. He'll be successful now. Look, he I, I don't mean to take away from like I mean he has offers to Dixie, he has offers to Weber State. I'm just surprised that there's not that there's not bigger offers. He's going to be a great player. He's going to be just fine. I actually think what's hurting him right now, and and I think this is such a bogus argument, and it has been for years, is. I think people are throwing system quarterback at him because Coach Kerr, who was at Jordan High School and has produced all kinds of quarterbacks at Jordan High School, and then, you know, to be honest with you, with Zach Wilson, he was only there for Zach Wilson's senior year. He kind of changed the fortune of that kid around, and now you have um, now you have Cole Hagan. They, they also have Crew Wakeley, who's on a mission right now, who's signed to Utah State who's a phenomenal athlete and quarterback. And I think some of these guys are going, yeah, well, it's just the system. That's the only thing I can think of. He's six two and a half. He runs fast. He can throw the ball. I'm just surprised. Homecoming and, and, king, no less. Say that again? Homecoming king. Homecoming king, right, 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 right. Yeah, because that's very important as to whether well, he can and, you know, win a football yeah, game. See, actually, I wanted to bring that up with you. <laughs> Because bring it up. All right, I think there's a serious point to be made. Is that 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 stuff is voted on by the high school kids? So he's obviously popular among his peers, right? And so my thought for you, and I've seen this, and I was talking about this earlier with uh, DJ, and how when I was on the beat in basketball, I would have GMs literally call me, scouts would talk to me, and they'd want to know about the character of the kid. I mean, they don't need me to evaluate basketball. That's what they can do. But they wanted to know, what have you heard about the kid? Because you end up, when you're covering a basketball team, especially a basketball team, because there's only a few, you know, so few guys, and you're traveling with them, and you're doing it for multiple years, you get to know about the kid, and you hear a whole bunch of stuff. And so I'm wondering, from your perspective, since you're involved at the high school level, at the basically the grassroots level, how many of these kids understand that what they're doing in the classroom, in the community, with the interactions with their 
teachers and their peers that coaches want to know all about that. Now, I happen to know a little about a little bit about this Hagen kid, and I can tell you that this kid's a top of the line kid. I know a little bit about Josh Wilson, and I can tell you he's a top of the line kid. And I can tell you that somebody I know very, very well, BYU coaches asked this person about Josh Wilson, and this person gave Josh Wilson a glowing recommendation to the point they said, well, that's it, we're offering him a scholarship. And DJ was standing right next to me when we had the conversation with a BYU coach. So how much how much of these kids actually get all this other stuff that is beyond the film? Well, I'd, here's where I'll make a little bit of an argument against it and for it. Um, I think that these things are important. I personally... No, I know Cole very well. I've had the I have had the chance to interact with him at Mountain West Elite, and I'm not trying to say anything about Mountain West Elite. This kid would have gotten a scholarship whether he came to our camp or not. This is a phenomenal kid, a phenomenal athlete from a phenomenal family. But here's where I'll make a little bit of argument against whether these kids know or care about this stuff. You, you rewind two years ago to when Cameron Cooper is being recruited by every single team in the country. Literally, I mean, the kids get recruited by everybody. He's an Elite 11 quarterback. He's the first one to actually make the finals of Elite 11. Obviously, he signs at Washington State, and he's going to have an opportunity to take over the reins at Washington State next year. I was talking to the head coach, Ed Larson, at Lehigh. Do you know how many teams called and asked about his character or said to him, like, hey, what is it that we're not seeing on film that we need to be aware of? Three. Three teams. Three teams did their homework on his character. Three teams. And so, yes, yes, PK, I think there is an argument to be made for the character of these kids. But I also think that in this day and age, I think some of these coaches are a little bit lazy right now, and they don't always do their homework on that kind of stuff. And so... While I think it is important, and while I do think that kids that do that are going to have a better opportunity to do things, I'm not sure that every kid thinks it's important because there's not very many coaches that are following up and asking on character, right? And so, yes, I think it's true. And, I, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not going to try and get into anything into the weeds here, but when you look at Jordan Love and you look at – Oh, the weeds. On, I get it. I like it. What? Into the no, weeds. I that wasn't even meant – I did, I'm not even that smart to like go there, but thank you. Paul, <laughs> you're a genius. Into the right, weeds, right, and then he mentions right. Jordan Love. Nice, Riley. No, so and and this is really not like my opinion on whether you should smoke weed or whether you shouldn't smoke weed. But what I do know is is when you're the quarterback of a Division One football team, you know what's against the law. You know what's not against the law. You know what can cost you an NFL career or at least change your NFL career or you should know those things as the quarterback and I'm just confused sometimes when these guys don't understand that if you're going to play the position of quarterback at a division one school you're under the microscope and if you don't have good habits and if you don't understand what's going on around you then stupid things are going to happen and that's a stupid thing with me for me that is just a dumb thing that those that those those guys at Utah State did. That is just a stupid thing. You know the rules. You know it's against the law, and you decided to do it anyway because you you think that you're just a little bit smarter than everybody else. And so when you're in good habits like Cole Hagen, and when you're doing things that are that are consistently above you know the line of what you're supposed to be do, you can count on that guy 
at the quarterback position. You can count on him to be successful um, and to be a good teammate. And so I, I, I get frustrated with some of the things. And to be honest with you, I scratch my head sometimes on what, what recruiting is and what it isn't. And I've been dealing with it for eight, nine years, right? Yeah. I've been talking to coaches. And, I, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before with, with Julian Blackman. I had, a, I had a team in state tell me that he wasn't, that he wasn't fast enough to play for them and that he, that he wasn't good enough to play for them. I, I guarantee you that coach would want him now, right? And, and it's just interesting to me what these guys are looking at and how they're, how they're making their assessments. It, it's really frustrating to me. So, Riley, looking at the local teams, who is really going to help themselves? And I think you probably know the local recruits more than uh, the out-of-state guys, but if you do have some inside info on some of these out-of-state guys, who's going to come in and make a splash? Which local teams are really helping themselves, and if so, at what positions? Well, I, to me, this sneaks up on me a little bit faster than it used to, obviously, because it's an early signing date. And then you're looking at guys like, okay, is this guy going to sign a day? Is he not going to sign a day? And then a lot of these guys are tweeting out right now, and, and they're saying, look, I'm signing tomorrow, which means they're trying to get it over with. They're trying to get it all signed, sealed, and delivered. What, what is interesting to me is if, if Utah gets Van Fillinger, I think that, I think that cleans things up nicely, especially for the in-state here. Um, but I, the two teams that I that I always find more interesting right now at this time of year are BYU and Utah with the local in-state recruits. And who do they land and how do they figure it out? I think, you know, just the guy that I brought up earlier was Scotty Edwards. If he decides to go to BYU, I think that's a big get for BYU. Now, his dad's a Harvard grad. Um I could see Stanford coming in and maybe stealing that one, right? But that'd be a big get for BYU if they got somebody like him. Van Fillinger, if they're able to flip him and actually get him to go to the University of Utah, I think that's a, I think that's a great win for the University of Utah. And then Utah State has really got to start winning some of these in-state battles with BYU. They need to be able to stand head-to-head. They need to be able to tell a story and figure out how they're going to attack the state of Utah and get the players that they want because Utah State has a lot of good players and they have a lot of good in-state players. I still don't get the <clears throat> I still don't get the feeling that BYU is losing very many battles to Utah State. How much do you believe in the star system? Uh, I'm conflicted on it. I think I think it's pretty easy on some guys to just you know, figure out the stars. Um, I've heard you guys talk about it before where when Norm Chow was at UCLA or USC, he literally could call somebody and say, hey, we're, we're really interested in this guy. You need to get him up to a three-star or a four-star. And some of these guys would do it. Um, so, so I'm really conflicted on it because I think it's really easy to tell. I don't think it's hard for me or any other coach in the state of Utah to walk around and go, okay, that guy's a D1 guy. I don't, I don't think that's very hard. I think the guy, and I think the job that's really, really difficult is Weaver State, Southern Utah, Dixie, Snow College, trying to say, okay, how does this guy project into our system, into playing college football? So the stars, you know, whether you're a two-star and you're being recruited by the University of Utah or a five-star being recruited by the University of Utah, you're a dang good football player, and you stick out on film, and you're clearly 
a Division One football player when I'm watching the film. So, to me, five star, four star, three star, all those things are nice. But like, where are you getting offered to? And if you get a chance to go somewhere, that's a great opportunity for you. And really, the guys who end up being really good at the University of Utah and BYU and Utah State are the guys who never think that they've arrived. The guys that have a chip on their shoulder and continue to work hard. I don't think. I think a three-star, four-star, five-star is like your foot in the door. But anybody that's played college football will tell you, nobody cares about stars when you get to the schools. You've got to freaking perform, and you better be able to beat me and play better than I do because I don't really care about your stars. You can can hang your stars around your neck if you want, but I I don't really care about them. And so it's work ethic. It's kind of the things that you're talking about where they're good teammates, where they can win the locker room with the, the kind of positivity and the kind of, you know, I don't know, the kind of attitude that's like a Division One attitude. And so I put a little bit of stock in the stars because I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy's probably a good football player. Let me look at his film real quick. And then I can see within five, ten plays, like, oh, yeah, this guy jumps off the film. I think the hardest job is Weaver, Southern Utah, Dixie. Like, okay, this guy's good, but does that speed translate to our level, right? He looks pretty fast for a high school player, but, man, he has a long stride, and that's a little bit deceiving to me. Is he really a 4-5 guy, or is he a 4-7 guy that was just playing against bad competition? And I think that's where a lot of heavy lifting and work is done, is trying to figure out where some of these guys fit in the whole picture of maybe not Division One football, but uh, the FCS level. As always, we appreciate it, Riley. Thanks for talking for a few minutes and uh, going over some of the recruiting. Thanks, guys. Love, love talking to you guys. You guys are you guys are awesome at what you do. Thanks for having me on. Riley Jensen, our college football insider with the Mountain West Elite Camps.